Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Giggles cutting across the intro there, thanks Giggles. Sorry team, I know we're starting late, probably 20 minutes late now, we were chit-chatting there for a while. You decided to cut the shit and just get us on the road. Yeah, and then you cut across me, but that's okay, I'm used to that. And we've got Giggles on here coming to us from County Waterford. Giggles is just in from cutting the grass, he is 90% of it done. Jill's come in and said to him, when are you finishing off the rest of it? And he said, tomorrow. Because it won't be tonight, Giggles, now. She's not happy. They want to floodlights yet. <laughs> and we've got Shawnee Leary. Not in the, we're not in the flesh, but Shawnee is in the People's Republic of Cork in Watergrass Hill. Welcome back to Ireland, Shawnee. Thanks, Liam. It's great to be back in Durban County. Yeah, and it's great. Shawnee was up at Crow Park yesterday. Doing, did the Skyline Tour, was it, Shawnee? I did. We did Skyline Tour around Crow Park. Um, the pitch is looking well for the weekend. Sad is looking lovely. And the weather was good good up there yesterday, so we had, we had a great time up in the top of Crow Park. Yeah, it's great. Great for the car people to go up to Crow Park and those tours. Did you get that feeling? Did you get that feeling <laughs> when you go over the corner, when you look down, did they kind of, yeah. the balls jump yeah. into your stomach? It's, it's a fair <laughs> drop, isn't it? It's yeah, it pretty daunting, right? Yeah, you're safe enough though with the railings and your hooked on and everything. So, but it is when you look out over the top of it, uh, you get it all. <laughs> um, you lose a breath or two. Have you gone on that skyline before, Liam? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I must down, down in the corner there where the where the queues extend hits the Davin sand. You know where it yeah, comes yeah, down the corner. Yeah, yeah. It's a little kind of a sky bridge out where you can walk out and you're uh, looking, okay. or you're looking straight down. It's yeah, it's not for the faint hearted, but you are fully safe. Like, but yeah, no, I must do it. I must do it. I have heard it's very good, and um, yeah, must must check it out. Shawnee is a bit under the weather, everyone, just in case you think the line isn't great from Bargrass Hill. It's he's smothered there, the poor old devil. Um, but he's told us it's not COVID, so he has got a match on Sunday. Shawnee, who had training Tuesday and tonight, hard sessions. Yeah, train train with the intermediates on Tuesday and Thursday. Um. A fair old step up from the uh you know, Gary Owen training over in Melbourne. There's a bit more a bit more pace to it. So a lot of younger lads there that um, I never I, I used to coach actually before I left here and they're all twice the size of me now and twice as fast as me. So we'll be junior game now against SARS on uh, Sunday morning. So I'm being told they're we're we're struggling for numbers. So match time could be could be up to sixty minutes. Have you been the backs before, Shani? I've, I've been playing forwards in the, in the intermediate train the last two nights. Uh, shoved me in full forward, a corner forward. So that will tell you where where they're thinking of me. It's a <coughs> oh, that's great, Shani. Great that you're straight back in. No, it is. It's brilliant to go back, come back and, and play. Again. And you see the same old fellas around the pitch and the same faces talking about the same things. Yeah. But no, it's great. It would be nice now to put wear the jersey on, on Sunday morning. Yeah, that's deadly. That's class. Um. All right, well, we have a nice episode coming up. We're going to have a look at the head to the two other semi finals, obviously, Saturday and Sunday. Um, we're going to look at Kenny Clare first. We have a, a Giggles Corner. Um, we're going to look at Limerick Galway, and then we'll wrap up and look forward to, to the weekend ahead. So, coming up first, we're going to have a look at Kilkenny and Clare. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and. But, 
No, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins lorry, and up in the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. First up, Kilkenny Clare on Saturday evening, 5.30 in Crow Park. I'm making the journey myself. Shawnee's weighing it up. Giggles is a, is a maybe now as well. I think we're actually going to be in for a, a cracking game here Saturday night, lads. And it's funny, you know, the where Kilkenny are at and where Kilkenny are up to, there's optimism here in Kilkenny that Kilkenny are going to win this match on Saturday night. And, and I mean, anyone, yeah. I've, anyone I've spoken to in Kilkenny thinks they're going to win, which is, has not been... The, the the mood around this team for the last couple of years, I would say. No. And I like I, it's not as if that Galway performance with the, with one of the Leicester final was Anton Hetic. I don't think at all. You know, it was improved and it was great to get the win. But it's funny there is a, there is a very quiet confidence in Kilkenny and Kilkenny are going. I would say going in as underdogs to this match. I'm not sure what the odds are. Giggles, you know, your your demand for the odds and the Paddy Power. Um, but I, I would I would imagine Clare are our favourites for, for Saturday evening. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, I think Clare five surely six, was, I think Kilkenny six yeah. five. There you go, yeah, not much in it. I guess given their display against Limerick, they they had them up there as number two in, in Ireland at the moment. So but yeah, I, I'd share your sentiment too, Liam. I think this is absolutely gonna be the game of the weekend. Um and it is one that you could see uh, a Kilkenny victory here um, I would be have no doubt and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Kilkenny come out on this one um, they're just getting things right and you you stand back and look at their performance in the Leinster final like their their backline are solid um, you know Owen Cody inside um, Parry Welch didn't even play well in the, in the, in the Leinster final um, he came on Shorty Park Welch when he came on for two, yeah, two minutes exactly. at the end yeah, I but you you and you you still look at the half back line. You say there's still a few gaps going, you know, appearing in there. But at the same time, you know, you could see you know people like Shane O'Donnell giving them a bit of trouble there. But inside, I think like Hugh Lawler and Peter Duggan is going to be another you know Mike battle. Casey yeah, Duggan battle. I'd say it'd be very. But like Hugh Lawler is is that one of probably if not the best fullback in the country at the moment. Like very he's hard the best. to argue with. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the best, definitely. I, I think so, so if I was Brian Cody, I would play. If I was Brian, I would play Owen Cody at centre forward, give him loads of space. He's very, he's decent under high ball. He's got unbelievable pace. He'd be marking John Conlon, and we've kind of said in this podcast, John Conlon's a brilliant hurler, but as a defender, I think he's there to be got at. And if he can isolate Owen Cody and John Conlon in front of the goals, he can take him on every time. And I think the other thing he wants to do is, he doesn't want to have TJ Reid full forward against Clare. Why? Because Conor Cleary is full-back. And while Hugh Lawler is the best full-back in the business, 
Conor Cleary is probably the best fullback in the business at shutting down players because he's horrible. You know, he's pulling and dragging and hugging lads off the ball and he just doesn't allow you to play. So I'd be playing TJ either corner or wing, Owen Cody at centre and then filter in maybe Billy Ryan with a bit of pace on Conor Cleary might trouble him. Massey Keown in the forward line. Probably Walter, definitely to start to give him a puck out option because it's going to be one of these games I feel that it could turn into a really traditional game of hurling that could be unbelievably enjoyable to watch. Um, and then down the other end, I think one of the most fascinating battles is I've no doubt Michael Carey will pick up Shane O'Donnell. Um, Michael Carey is very fast, very yeah, pacey. He's a good, that'll he's be a good, good defender. He's, that'll be a good battle. Forward. And him, I think people all will have too much for Peter Duggan, but at the same time, he'll, Peter Duggan will lead minding and that'll take Hugh Lawler's influence out of the game a little bit. And if Clare played Tony Kelly centre-forward on Richie Reid, that could be the winning of the game for Clare. Because Richie Reid is a fantastic centre-back at club level. He's a, a good centre-back at Inter-County, but I just don't think he's able to follow. And he'll have to follow TJ, Tony Kelly around. He won't be able to do that. Would they put Brad Pardig that Walsh out to Markham and leave leave Richie Reid? I don't think no Park Walsh would let Park Walsh won't even be starting, Johnny. Like I don't think unless he. He's gonna favour totally. Like so, he hasn't started. Like he didn't start in Leicester final. Didn't start against Wexford. You know, got two minutes in either game. Unless he sp- he sprung into form and Corey just wants to shake things up, I would be shocked to see Park Walsh starting. Um, the talk is, you know, people say Mikey Butler for Tony Kelly. I think that would be a disaster. I think it's a massive ask for yeah. Mikey Butler to go on team. He had a great game the last day, a very different task ahead of him. Keeping oh, back in front of goals. I, I actually, well, he was out the field in the Leicester final a lot. Like, he, you know, he ended up getting man to match, but I, I don't think, I think, I think the man, if you want to do a man to man on him, I think it would be Paddy Deegan. Like, I think Paddy Deegan is the man. He He's big, he's strong, he's pacey. Tony Kelly is going to score four or five points in play. Like, that's guaranteed. If you can keep it to that... In the first half. Yeah. But if you're keeping to that, you're doing okay. You don't want him coming out of there at 1-6 or 1-7. That, and that's the worry, you know. So you have to acknowledge that you're going to get clipped for a few points. And, but just hopefully that you can stem, stem the influence. You know, Wexford did quite well in them with Rec. You know, like, actually, he wasn't firing on all cylinders at all, to be fair. I thought they did a quite a good job on him. Obviously, he came good there again. Like, he's, like, probably... One of the best players. He's one of the best players in the country at the moment on form. So, uh, but yeah, I think there's some brilliant matchups all around the field, and I do think yeah, we are going to get a traditional fifteen kind of fifteen. There's no one playing three three across the line, but I mean, there probably won't be a sweeper, which will be which will be really good to watch. Um, so I think yeah, I think we're in for for a great treat. Walter as well will cause all sorts of problems well for that clear half back line as well. I reckon if, he, if he's in there, if he's in or there, even if he's yeah. in full forward and clearing, will he start? You know, I don't know. It's it. He's another player probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's not room. What's your what's Mullen start midfield or in the half forward? I mean, what's what's I the think worst? he'll start midfield. On the street. I think he'll start midfield. Yeah. He's having yeah. a great year. Yeah, he's hurling well out there. So. Yeah, it's it's funny the build up. The other thing, the other thing that, sorry, but I was just I was just going to say the other thing that I think could have a major impact on this game is free taking, right? Uh, I don't know. Did you read Joe Canning's article in, in the Examiner last week? It was very good. When you know the the, the emphasis only comes onto a free taker when you start missing them. Nobody ever gets the blood for scoring ten out of ten. And on one side you've got TJ, and, and you know TJ is going to score nine out of ten. It's going to happen. He might miss one. He might not. 
But Tony Kelly, he's, he's, he isn't the best free taker. He just hasn't been. And Crow Park is a, a difficult place by all accounts to take frees. Dublin has a kind of an unorthodox style about him as well. You know, he holds the 37 hurley very long. He hits it fairly high. I just want, like, they've missed a lot of frees in a lot of games. Like, can he have this knack even if they're not playing well? The TJ will keep him in games through free taking. And, and, and then if they get a sniff at the end, they'll get over the line. So I think. How, how, how the forward line set up for Kilkenny on top of how many frees both teams can see could be a big, big factor in this one. But it'll be interesting to see because Tony Kelly was taken off the freeze in the last two matches, Munster final and against Wexford, do, the, do you run the risk giggles of, right, we start turning the freeze and he misses three frees, like you said, or do you start dogging on him? Like, that is a bit of a dilemma for them, like, I think, you know, for, for Brian Lawn, do you start do you start him on him? Yeah, I think, I think they'll start Peter Duggan on the freeze. I yeah. think they will, because um, it's been two games in a row now, and Peter Duggan was the free taker before he hit off for Australia. He's taken over twice, so I'd imagine he'll take them. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will too. I don't think he'll run that risk on, on Saturday. Um, Fergal Horgan is down to ref as well, so look, I think you know he's one of the one, the, refs, yeah. one of the better refs. Um, I don't. He's not kind of the let it go ref though, so that'll be. I think he can be not not whistle happy like, but I think you know you won't be seeing the kind of free flow and stuff that we got in that monster file that people have been lauding. I I do think we'll see things being pulled up on Saturday evening, um, but uh, yeah, I I I am confident about Kilkenny. I think Kilkenny don't fear Clare. I think Clare are an on farm team. They were fa- have been fantastic yeah. so far, but I, I think Kilkenny are going to be there thereabouts this one. I think they're going to win by a couple of points. Yeah, they look there. They had a very mature victory against Wexford. Like you know, they you know they dug it out of the fire. Really, they were struggling in all facets of the of the game. And Wexford probably Wexford didn't get any of the plaudits anyway after that game and how well they played. And, you know, with some inaccuracy, they probably should have won the game. Um, but fair play to you know Clare had the maturity to you know to actually you know squeeze it back up again and and get the important scores. Um, and I think. People that they have got, you know, they've gotten their fright now. But I think I'm I'm with you on this one. Liam. I actually think Kilkenny are going to win this one, and I think they're going to win by two or three points. I just can't. I just think you know, get Kilkenny into this area of of the championship. You know, they just they just do it. They know how to do it, and they'll grind it out. I reckon. I think that 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 match with Paddy Deegan sounds like a good matchup. All right, if you've got him and Tony Kelly, but yeah, I think Kilkenny will be. Two or three points, I think, but I'd say that's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. I'd say we'll see extra time oh, on Saturday night. I don't know what I fancy extra time. Giggles, go on your prediction. I think you're going to go for Clare. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I am. Uh, and it's off the basis of just the last four or five years. Kilkenny coming into semi-finals after winning fragmented Leicester championships, but after winning some appearance, you can't take it away from them. And they've not been able to get over the team, the farm team with a bit of run um, over the last couple of years. And I think that'll probably come against them. I think their halfback line and their midfield partner with Adrian Mullen are there to be targeted. Tommy Welch is probably there to be targeted. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Claire starting Shane Meehan, who is an absolute flyer. He's, he, you know, he had a really bad injury in the Fitzgibbon Cup with UL and he's back now. You can see the pace he has coming on. I think Claire have a lot more off the bench. Um... But I do think it'll be a cracking game. I'm going to go clear plus four. 
Clare plus four. Okay, there you have it, Tuchel Kenny one Clare. Half five Saturday evening in Crow Park. Looking forward to getting up there now again. Hopefully Shawnee and Giggles will make the make the trek up as well. All right, well coming up next we've got Giggles. Leave, con- to, leave, to, just 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 because you went off on the tangent on referees there for a second, right? Where we go off on tangent here. What did you make of the decision for a referee to send both captains off because of the melee at the weekend in football? But what was that? Was that the justification for it? I think so, yeah. He, he brought two captains in. He said to the county secretaries, we're sending both captains off because everybody was involved in it. And that'll just mean... It must man be, because... Yeah, well, I, I'll, yeah. I'll give you my two cents for Tom. Obviously, I was watching it like after unbelievable finish. See, it happened. It was ridiculous sending off one from each team because it nullified it, right? He felt like he had to make a statement to ref. He, he, didn't, he didn't actually know who did what. I would have just left it and leave it to what's happening now with the video evidence to sort it out after. That's what I would have done as a ref because you couldn't like no one was able to go number six, number four, number twelve, number twenty-two. That water carrier, yeah. the guy in the hoodie, like it was too much of a mess. I think just get him into the dugout, into the dressing room, leave him off, and let the the triple C who are dealing with it this week deal with it. Like send them on each off. I thought it was shit for them. Like like I don't think they were actually in the middle of it. Those two fellas. No, no they were trying to keep the peace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but cracking game to be fair. Interesting, yeah. I just said I'd be up there free when they were talking about Fergal Horgan. I'll be cheering yeah, on Fergal Horgan now on Saturday. I will I'll keep I'll be saying <laughs> good luck on Fergal. <laughs> good tickets Sorry, actually. We're in we're in we're, we're in three oh three in the Cusick, so I'm happy with those tickets now. We have the family tickets because we've got nice. bringing bringing the kids normally get shafted put into behind it into the Davin stand behind the goal with the net like but uh, fairness yeah. to the Dixborough secretary, we've got good. Uh, we got good tickets through. Any tea pass? No tea pass now. Tea pass only for uh, Turles, But I will have. I do have a good story. Well, I do have a good story on the tea pass from from uh, two weeks ago. So I have two stories. I'll tell the first part of the story now. So my mother and father <laughs> were going to the double header in Turles, Cork Galway first match up, and they did have the tea pass, which, as we've spoke about, is phenomenal access to tea sandwiches and buns. At one point during the day, you have to decide what point you're going in. You only get in once. That's the way it works, right? But as you're walking out the back, they're in what's called the enclosure. On the way to the dome to get the tea pass, there's a room called the President's Room, which is kind of the room for like kind of dig- like you know dignitaries. We'll say like the tea shock was at it, as we know Bill Murray was there as well and JP. But my mother and father hadn't gone for the tea pass. My father went out to the toilet, coming back in, saw tea being served just wandered in had a cup of tea had a couple of buns Michal Martin in there etc he walked into the president's room came back told me mother oh, I just had a cup of tea in there she goes you weren't meant to be in there at all that's not who we go for the tea he goes but sure no one said that to me <laughs> yeah but you weren't meant to be in there <laughs> so my father just wandered in like and because he wasn't <laughs> some like young lad chancing his arm they probably thought he was someone yeah. who was allowed to go in when Dean had his tea and his buns with the T-Shock and Bill Murray and JP. What? And yeah, he was just, he wasn't, he wasn't talking to any of them around, like, but like, it was just so funny, like, you know, someone who just thinks that they're meant to be there, no one questions, is just like, one rambled in, <laughs> rambled in. No better man, like, better man. All right, Giggles Car. Traveling in a fight that come behind me Trailhead full of zombies I met a 
So Giggles, I presume you've spent the last two weeks crunching those numbers for John Will Hall on that um, contested puck out stat. I did, yeah, that's what, that's what we're up to today. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we're going to go from 10 to 1, and this is very scientific. I've watched hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage. And You, out, you outsourced it, Giggins. You, you farmed it off offshore to get the numbers crunched. You sent all the footage on to some processing centre. Um, Bangalore. Yeah, Bangalore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the results have come back and they're official, right? So yeah, okay. My results. But, um... The, 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 the ratio is basically number of clean catches per 100 dropping balls, right? So we had to watch over 100 dropping balls and all these guys. So in at number 10, with a 0.14 ratio, or 14 clean catches in every 100, was Ken McGrath, right? And actually, it was very interesting in this, right? Because you've got backs and forwards, and backs and forwards are very different ways of catching the ball. And, you know, some backs would say the backs have the advantage if you're American Johnny Glynn, you wouldn't have much of an advantage, even though Shawnee did an all right job on there three years ago. But in at number 10, Kemba got 0.14 14 catches per 100 clean. Mind you, in a, at least a 50 50 contested ball. So we're not counting these ones like Don Logue whizzing something out to Niall McCarthy making the decoy run, catching it in space. That doesn't count. It has to be at least. Yeah, soft puck out, softball. Those that. softballs don't count. Those cork lads like the softball, don't count. Well, there's clever as well, but yeah, I don't kick anything for class after. Anyway, number nine at 0.16. Yeah, 0.16 or 16 catches per 100. Uh, you wouldn't think it to look at him for his stature, but Tommy Welch to kick any at number nine. Fierce man under the high ball. He'd just come and attack it from nowhere, and it'd be landed in the paw. We've joined seventh place. So seventh and eight have both had the same score of 0.17 or 17 catches per 100. A back and a forward, both from Limerick, um, Kieran Carey and Aaron Gillan. So I think back in the 90s, Kieran Carey was phenomenally characterised by that point he got against Clare, caught the puck out, the rest is history. And I think there's no one better than, at the moment than Aaron Gillan. Plays the hurly love. I love Gillan under a high ball. I love Gillan under a high ball. Twist so his good. body beautifully. He, he's striking the ball in the back of the net before the back has even realised that he's after catching yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's poetry in motion. Yeah. In a, in a number six with 0.18 uh, or 18 catches, Johnny Glynn. Johnny used to come travel back from New York to play for um, Galway. They won the All Ireland with him at foot forward or wing forward. He used to catch it. It was the most awkward catch. Like there was no technique in it. It was just pure mass strength and shovel hands. Ball goes up, hand goes up, sticks to his glove, comes down, and he buries some poor fella trying to stop him. So he's in a number six. In at number five, we have 0.19 uh, in a hundred. Um, sticky catcher again, Owen Larkin from Kilkenny. Yeah, good um, ball first. Left hand, left handers are coming in high here now on the top. There were a few left handers in, and Owen Larkin was typified of that. He just he manages to keep the man on the wrong side, catch oh, it very close to his early. In at number four, club mate of mine, um, very sticky 0.24 per 100 is Morris Shannon. So, um, ball goes into Morris, it sticks. Uh, there's no getting away from it. In at number three, at 0.28, um, no, a lot of people might have thought this was number one, but at 0.28 in 100 with TJ Reid. So I think 
TJ is seriously good in the air. Um, he's gotten better over time, but he's in a third. Number two, just pipping him at 0.29 per 100. Probably the best technique from a forward with Dan Shanahan. So Dan plays the hurley, the ball sticks. Yeah. Uh, he just drives in, buries balls. I don't know how many times I've seen it happen. But we're actually up watching Dan was Dan's 46 now, 47. He still played senior, but he was playing a junior match the other day. And it was just the poor centre-back. I think he was about 21 or 22, trying to break the living crap out of Dan. Just <laughs> comes in, plays the hurley, balls over the bar. Roaring at the referee, he played me hardly nobody can ever catch him. And then in at number one, a 0.32 per 100 dropping balls or 32 per 100. The only person I've ever seen to really win an aerial battle with Dan, and he's won an aerial battle with nearly everybody he's marked. Number seven for Kilkenny, JJ. JJ Lane, yeah. And JJ's yeah. like five foot nine. <laughs> he's tiny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's tiny. So. Uh, that was a Ken McGrath, Tommy Welch, Aaron Gillan, Kieran Carey, Johnny Glean, Owen Larkin, Mara Shanahan, TJ Reid, Dan Shanahan, JJ Delaney. Yeah. That sounds about Jeez. right now, that 10 in fairness. It does, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, JJ yeah. is such an under, like, no, underrated is not the word, but like, he's under the radar for so many of the skills that he had. But like, those, that, I think it was that game against Warford, I think it was an Ireland semi final. Um, 2004. 2004, yeah. when Dan was like red hot, like red hot at mm. the time, and JJ was like catching yeah. ball over his head. It was outrageous. Yeah. Like, like no right to be winning. Yeah. yeah, there was no right for him to win any of those puckouts. Yeah. Um, but JJ has some good tricks, I know, from some of the boys, the bar marking way. He's like, hurl at the back of the helmet down over the ice was one, you know, yeah. and then standing yeah. on the back of the lad's heels. When he was go up, go up for the ball in as well. So he had a few, few, <laughs> few nice little tricks Irish. to make the most of his physique because he was a slight fella, like he wasn't a big fella, like you know. Thought, yeah, yeah. Wow. So he was folding for most of those. Yeah. Dark so arts, Johnny. Dark arts. Rose or rose, Yeah. Um. Well, don't get guilty. Well, on you. In fairness, he took on the task from yes. Mulhall. Um. He, That's very good one. Uh, yeah. Now, Mulhall hasn't had much luck. He um. As we know, he was flying to Pakistan. He got got as far as London and about to board his flight onwards. And he was getting his visa checked for Pakistan. It's not an easy place to get into. And he had put his PPS number instead of his passport number on his visa application, and wasn't allowed on the plane. So Mulhall had to get on to the people he knew. The rest of his crew went on onwards onto Islamabad, was where they were heading off to. And Mulhall stayed in London onto the Irish embassy, onto the Pakistani embassy. I was on a new flight 24 hours later, a brand new flight that you had to pay for, like a separate new flight. So, Oh, no. I know, yeah. And not, I and not for a known flight. And not a cheap flight to get to Pakistan. Not an easy no. place to get to. So I presume he's, who knows, he's halfway up the mountain now. I don't know. He, you know, it's, it's like a 14-day trek or something. So, But poor old John, anyway, I'm sure we'll hear more from when he gets back. Um, I'd say there'd be even better stories when he's back. Oh, Jesus, yeah, once he's alive. That's when he just started in Germany. Oh, yes, started, yeah. yeah. And a yeah, great Eagles corner. Mulhall would be glad. He might be listening to this going up K2 in Pakistan. He might get a bit of 4G reception over there. He might tune in. We'll, I'll send him on the link and uh, see what he thinks of that top 10. Uh, but coming, coming up next, we're going to have a look at Limerick and Galway. No, 
no, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off-the-ball incident, right? And I made my feeling, like, we've played him now twice. He didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now, I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated. Yes, there's one fella, I, I'll get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself, and if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Okay, we've got Limerick and Galway coming up on Sunday. Galway with the win over Cork, obviously. I think it was. I I, I went for Cork giggles. Do you go for Cork giggles last day? We all went for Cork except Mulhall went for a good one point. Yeah, Mulhall did think the match was in Crow Park now as well, though. So you know he pulled that one out of his of his arse a little bit, but. Like Shawnee, I'm like I'm sure you've had a bit of time to process and get over this one, but like, what a like shocking way for Cork to go out, really, wasn't it? Like with that performance, terrible, absolutely brutal, brutal start to the game. Um, all the misses in the first half, you know. But again, I think like the Wexford and, and Clare game, I actually think, you know, all the talk after is about Cork losing game. But like at the end of the day, a game is there to be won. You you had to put the ball over the bar and put it into the net. And and Galway did it like, you know, whether, whether, whatever they did it. And they got no credit for it. Um and uh, Giggles texted me actually after the game and he was dead right. I was thinking the exact same thing is like it was probably a blessing in disguise, you know, that Cork got beaten against Galway because there's too many holes there, there's too many question marks there again, um, as there was last year. Um, after the Ireland final, like to go, I just mentally, I don't know if Cork will be able for Limerick again this year. Oh, um, they would have got whacked. They would have got whacked by twenty points. They, yeah, I think so. Um, look, you know, if when you see um, Catalan having probably the best game he's ever had in the Cork jersey, you know, we were lying on him. You know, there was positive then in terms of um, Joyce. Oh, really Joyce is a ray of light. Joyce yeah. is class. Like Joyce is class. Yeah. So that's at least one positive from the year. You can you can depend on them for you know yeah, Robbie O'Flynn has had a good year, um, yeah, you know in, in the half hour line, but like all around him, then again, there's this question marks, this question marks in his fields, you know, this question marks in you know full back obviously, which is, hasn't gone away. Uh, Giggles has been rattling on about this for the last six or seven years, and this was he's not wrong. What about Huggy um, being dropped, Shawnee? What were your thoughts on that? We were talking about the, oh, the importance no. of freeze, talking about the importance of freeze and a free taker. And then, you know, well, it obviously didn't go well either, which, you know, is a big is a big thing at the end of the match. But I, I don't I don't think you should be relying on a free taker anyway, you know, from the start, you know, to be like Lehan, we spoke about Lehan, you know, having a great year and he was this and he was that and like he on farm, he was the right man there and the right man at the time. And obviously they're seeing something where, you know, Horgan is transitioning out and the younger lads are coming in, which is probably the right thing to do. But like outside of that, like you should be relying on a free taker to win that game. They had plenty of opportunities outside of that. Um, I think it's easy analysis to, to you know, to, point, to have a look at Patrick Horgan. You're going to say it's lazy analysis by me. That's what you're saying. It's lazy analysis. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is like no, but I'm saying like, I'm I'm saying like like of all the matches to drop him in, like I think we know Hoggy is. You know he's not like you know he's in the latter stages. That who knows that might have been his last game for Cork, but to drop him for that match was a massive call. I felt. I felt mm-hmm. like, like you know, 
you've started him, you've gone yeah, with him, and he's... Yeah, the, 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 he must play the match before it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that might... So yeah. that was the, 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 the right was on the wall when they dropped him for Antrim, and I kind of think yeah, just, he wasn't going to start. Like, Tim O'Malley turned the game around against Waterford, yeah, you know, when he came on, and that's where they said, right, we're going to... We're gonna, they had to change things around. They had Joyce in the back, Tim O'Malley up in the full forward line, you know, that they, they had made the changes in, so... They had to go with him because they were getting the winning results out of him. So um, I don't think it was a bad. Yeah. I don't think that was. I think you know. But if you if you go back to all the teams that have been successful, right? If you go back even start with Cork in 04 and 05, how many players were used in that in that team? 16, 17 max. Yeah. You were guaranteed the same 14 were starting. You might get a boat or somewhere like a Garvin McCarthy coming in. Go to the yeah, great any teams. They were, they were always the same team but maybe one forward might be sprung or maybe one cornerback but that would be it you'd name 13 or 15 any every day of the week and they wouldn't change for the year now look at the current Limerick team you can name 13 of the 15 every single time and what we've seen with teams who have been unsuccessful this year is they've been changing and chopping too much they don't know what the hell their best team is I think it went against Watford this year when they didn't play Austin Gleeson in the league final or the first round of the championship. He's their best player. Like They need to play him. So they, I think Cork are definitely in that category, miles down the negative road on that front. I think Kilkenny are in it a little bit over the last couple of years and they haven't been able to get that consistency. Um, and I think Clare are probably the opposite this year in that they've gone with settled teams consist- constantly and they're reaping the benefits for it. So... There's, there's so much to be said for having a settled 13 or 14 because you know how each other play. You're on the crest of a wave. You're playing at the top at the highest level possible. And the chopping and change in Cork did, while everybody felt that they might have to chop and change, it was too much of it. There was way too much of it. There was, but it, it, it turned things around. Though. Like they, they were flat, gone, done the championship after Clare. And they made changes and it actually it created better results, better performance. They beat Waterford on Walsh Park. They qualified for the, you know, the all Championship. Yes, they, they beat Antrim. Probably not the best draw they could get. But, like, that was, you know, the game they should have won anyway. Um, got over that and then, like, failed to play for 20, 24 minutes of the Galway game. Um, yeah. f- finished finished kind of all right, but... At the same time, Galway were able to respond to everything that Cork threw at him. I know we're still talking about Cork, like but no, was, I think it was just worth touching. It was more. No, I think it yeah. was just worth touching on Cork because obviously, you know, and you did say, Sean, it's funny after I learned last year, you thought it was going to be two years for Cork to rebuild. Yeah. Now you had another year of the same, same shite, basically. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's like but look, like we, won't, we and that's why it was kind of wasn't I wasn't too you know worried about the Horgan thing because they're obviously trying to make changes and start blooding new lads in there um, and I think I still think Horgan will still contribute again next year and probably the year after I think there's another he'll still be hanging around there I reckon and and, 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 and you know contributing you know on and off the field but I think you know with the success over the last few years there's no a time next year to start blooding a lot of that yeah. and making waves towards that because look they will get back there. It's not going to be easy to get back there, but they will get back there with the success they have behind them. And if they don't, that's just another uh, blight in, in, in Cork. And I like, I was up yeah. in the museum there yesterday and like looking at the last time Cork were on Ireland was 2005. 
It's coming up on a 20 year anniversary now. That's not a good anniversary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it is, it is, it is now a crisis. I know you said last year, Leopard is a crisis, but now it is a crisis, I think. But look, for, look, moving on, moving on to Galway, obviously, like, it's funny, you kind of say what, Galway did everything they had to do to respond to what Cork did. You wouldn't say it was a very impressive performance um, either. They kind of stumbled over the line, but you look at Conor Whelan there, you just feel, you get the ball to him in a one-on-one situation, you're in with a chance. Now, obviously, he's come up with, against Limerick on Sunday, you know, arguably the best full-back yeah. in the country, you know, but still, he's going to give him everything in there. It's just hard to see where Galway, I was shocked that they got overlaid against Cork, but then Cork were so rubbish, it wasn't that surprising on the day. But can you see them lifting? They have to lift massively to to try and compete with Limerick. And I don't know, we don't, do they have the firepower to lift and then still stem what Limerick are going to do up the other end? It's very hard to see. I think it's very hard to no. see. The answer is no. Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. They don't. Like, if you think about the Galway's biggest weakness is their half-forward line. Like, it's, they'll have Joe Cooney into midfield or even back into the half-back line the next day because Gerard McInerney might be injured. Conor Cooney's a decent free-taker, but he's not a man to get in and in the rough and tumble. And they've got this lad from Ardrahan, what's his name, the fellow who stood down on the Kenny lad, Canaanin or something like that, playing on the other wing forward. They're, they're just, it's too weak to come up against Dermot Burns, Declan Hannon. And I reckon Kyle Hayes is going to be in back in at number seven. I think that they'll, they'll have to play him back in there if Keane Lynch is fit and ready to start. And I think then John Kyle has a huge decision on who he plays fullback. Personally, if it was me, I'd pick Dan Morrissey fullback. I think he's a better fullback than Mike Casey. And then you've got Nash and Sean Finn. Sean Finn. And you've the got Hulk. Mike Casey to come on if there's a. The whole chance. Yeah, Mike Casey's been flawless this year. I, I think he gets away. I, I, I don't. I don't. I think Dan Morrissey is a better fullback than him, and I think Dan Morrissey doesn't have as much hardly to play wing back, but he stops everyone. Um, but either way, it's just highlighting the quality of the half back line that, that an average Galway half forward and going to come up against. They're not going to be able to win their own puck out. They're not going to be able to win long puck outs. They're not going to be able to win the rooks and the fist of battle. They haven't a hope lads this weekend. Not a hope. Yeah. And that's why there's so much hype over the Clare Kilkenny match because it's it's going to be a brilliant game and everyone knows it's going to be a brilliant game. It may even go back to long ball, 50-50, win your own battle because of the two manager styles. But this one is the one that there's no real glamour about. I'd be surprised if there was 45,000 in Crow Park for it. Whereas there could be 60,000 on Saturday night. Yeah, I think there's going to be a big, um, crowd. There's going to be a big crowd Saturday night. Yeah, I think Sunday could be a damn squib. I think it could be. Which is I think Kilkenny will obviously give it the fire Kilkenny Galway will give it the fire and brimstone for as long as they can but they're just going to run out of puff their bodies yeah. won't be able to go up against the bodies from Limerick uh, they won't I don't even think like Guy Burke's having a good year of affairs and he's one of the best fullbacks but he's still a bit older and Galan will be in there to have him Seamus Flanagan um, you potentially have uh, Casey coming back who is a serious addition I know he hasn't played any games but he was he's an all-star at five points from playing 26 minutes an hour in final whether he starts or comes on like imagine him coming on to a tired cornerback Jesus it, it'll be uh, I think this one will be an 11 point plus victory oh, for, wow. for Limerick yeah. yeah look I think it's going to be yeah. a comprehensive win too for, for Limerick I, I think six plus for me um, 
I just don't. Yeah, I don't need to live with them. Like, and I, and it's not as if, like, Shefflin can't really pull a rabbit out of the hat. Like, what do you do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do yeah. what do you try and bring, do? Bring back Joe Canning. Yeah, bring back <laughs> Joe Canning. Sorry, Joe Canning. No, but yeah, like Galway have, you know, the Becky Kenny that match up in up in Galway. I was at in Pierce Stadium. That's probably their notable win. Cork match was a non-event. It didn't even feel like a championship match. The one, which was obviously, you know, after the Leinster final defeat, was a good thing for them to have a bit of momentum coming in. But yeah, I think they're coming in on a hiding to nothing here. I think, yeah, it's not going to be pretty on Sunday. Yeah, same as myself. I'd say, look, you can see the like the full back line. Grealish had a great game, obviously, against Cork. Burke will hold his own, but I think he's a little bit vulnerable too, I think. Um when Horgan came on, he gave him a lot of trouble and Horgan wouldn't be, you know, have the legs like Galen or Flanagan would have. Um, Mannion, McInerney and Bork, you know, they may be able to break even with, with Limerick's half-hour line, um, but they won't hold him for 70 minutes. I think Giggles are spot on with 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 there. I just can't see them competing there at all. Um, they may stay with him for 30, 40 minutes, but yeah, I, I think this is this is a ten plus victory for me as well for Limerick. Can't see Galway getting near them. Yeah, there we go. Which is a pity. If, if, if Kilkenny are winning and Limerick are winning, do Kilkenny have a chance in the final against Limerick? Look, we were the last time team to beat Mundial Ireland series in twenty nineteen. Turned them over. Like you know, whoever gets that Ireland final, Limerick, whether it's Kilkenny or Clare. It's hard to get that number to get the three in a row. It's hard to keep getting over the line. You're always that bit more vulnerable. And all those teams going for either three in a row or four in a row or five in a row. Like Kilkenny had no chance, or sorry, Cork had no chance in 2004 when Kilkenny were going for the three in a row. And Cork ended up beating them by eight or nine points, cleaning them out in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Kilkenny had no chance in 2006 that Cork team were going for three in a row. Kilkenny were kind of had a load of young lads coming through. Yeah. One of the chances Kilkenny yeah. turned them over in a big way. So yeah. you get to see, and they, if they win this train road, they'll be up there with Dakar Kenny. It was up in the bar either. Uh, but yeah, so it was, was, was. Did, they, did they do any damage to the field? No, no, no damage to the field. I'd go with that helicopter, though, would have been pretty funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so anyway, that's it for today for Angadeji. We are going to do an in person yeah. podcast with the three of us, obviously, for an All Ireland preview. Shawnee has a message. Shawnee, have a message, do you? I have a message here from uh, Jack Carr from St. Pat's um, in Sydney. He said, number 100 was best podcast yet, lads. I spend six hours a week listening to GA podcasts, and year one is the one I look forward to the most. I know I have a little to be doing, says you. Talked with John for a while in Dublin. John Mulhall is. That man needs his own podcast as well. But anyways, keep up the good work, my stuff. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's a nice message. Yeah, look, there is a ridiculous amount of GA podcasts out there. But we do, we do know we do have a steady listenership. We get the stats in every week from people. Obviously, good concentration in a lot of people listening to Kilkenny Lago, Kilkenny fans. We get one person in Waterford, I think. Good people in Cork, Melbourne, Sydney, Dublin, America, on the continent. So thanks for tuning in. Keep tuning in and get the tweets in. America. Akira <laughs> GA. Twitter, Instagram, and GA gmail.com. Enjoy the hurling at the weekend, and we'll be back, which is we'll have to do. All Ireland semi final review and then a dedicated All Ireland preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, 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 agreed. Oh, agreed.